I'm Professor Neil Feinstein, and this is Conversations with the Creators. Sponsored by St. John's Master's Program in Integrated Advertising Communications, ideas thrive here. Today we're talking to Nick Musica. Nick is the founder and CEO of Optics LLC, which is a consultancy that specializes in helping companies get found through SEO and content marketing. So I knew Nick when he had short hair and lived in New Jersey. (laughs) Now he lives just north of San Diego. He has a ponytail and he's a surfer dude. Uh, He's also an author and a professor and was CEO of a CBD company. All that makes Nick probably one of the coolest people I know. And I know a lot of people and none of them are as cool as Nick. Um, This this podcast is just a little appetizer about what makes Nick so great. Hey, Nick, how are you? Doing well, Neil. That was very kind of you. Well, <laughs> good you. to see you. It's good to see you from the other side of the, from the, I'm on the right coast, you're on the left coast. Indeed, indeed. So tell me, you specialize in helping companies get found. Can you bottle your methodology and give it to the FBI so that they can find all those criminals? Or... Uh, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, no, no, not, not, not quite. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I, I do, I do a whole bunch of SEOing and a whole bunch of content building. And so what that means largely is I work with small and medium sized companies, also startups to do essentially two things. One, make sure they have a website that can support content build from a technical perspective. So the site can be crawled and indexed and therefore ranked in Google and then build content so that that content will be findable. People will find it in Google. They will go to the website, they'll click on the buttons and, and they'll create a relationship with the company. So so let me, let me make that real for um, my students who are hopefully listening to this podcast. Um, let's say, for example, one of my students wants to become an influencer. And yet that's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of time. Um, and they want to be on YouTube, they want to be on Instagram, how is she going to make money? And how can you help her? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a really interesting question. And um, why don't we start with, there's multiple ways to make money online and then we'll get into being an influencer. Perfect. So there's multiple ways to make money online. It could be getting a whole bunch of traffic on a website and you put display ads up there. Uh, and so what that means is for every thousand people that come through your website, you you get paid a dollar or whatever the math actually equals. Uh, but even if you were just to use that very, very basic math, the takeaway is I need a lot of traffic to make money with display advertising. And that is true one way or the other. You can also have a uh, CPL, which stands for cost per lead model, which means someone comes to your website and they click on something. They fill out a couple fields, first name, last name, um, email, and that information gets passed to a company and you get paid something for that. Uh, you, there's similar models like cost per click, which is you don't get paid on the lead, you get paid on the click. And, and so there's a couple of models around that. Uh, there's also the affiliate model where you have a relationship with company X through either a network like Commission Junction, 
<clears throat> or a direct relationship, but you better have a lot of traffic to have that direct relationship. Typically, it starts with Commission Junction or some other affiliate network uh, where, again, someone comes to your website, they click on a button, there's a tracking code, you go to the website that you have a relationship with, the user goes to the website that, the, um, that you have a relationship with, they buy something there and you get 5%, 10% of the sale, something like that. When you apply monetization models to an influencer, um, it's, the concept is the same. You have the audience, like a website has the audience, and then you do that transfer. And the transfer sounds like I will, uh, I will support you and your message advertiser uh, by posting something about it, by saying something about it on my channel uh, or on my profile, however we want to talk about it, on Facebook, Instagram, whatever it may be, and you get a dollar or whatever the actual bounty is for saying something because you have X amount of people following you. Typically is how it works. So the advertiser is paying for access to the people who are following you. So you as an influencer are making money from the advertiser, but if you've got a certain amount of followers, let's say on YouTube, and YouTube says, yes, we can post ads, you will also get a little bit of money from the YouTube ads. Correct, correct, yeah. So so the, the basic math is you have a platform, be it your website, be it YouTube, be it Facebook, be it Instagram, you have a whole bunch of followers or viewers, uh, or I'm sorry, views, or traffic depending on the platform, traffic with a website, views with a, uh, a video on YouTube or followers or subscribers, however, whatever the language may be today or changes to tomorrow. Uh, and because you have some meaningful amount of those metrics, then someone is willing to pay you some amount of money to get in front of people. So it's a volume game. It's a volume game, yep. So the, the challenge then is how do you build the volume? I mean, to me, it's, you know, that you're, you're climbing up the hill then you can't, and until you get to the top, you're really not doing anything. You're not making any money. You're, how do you get, how do you get to the top? Yeah, it's, it's um, I mean, the, the basic, the, the basic answer is it's a lot of work. Uh, and so I would highly encourage folks who are interested in anything we just talked about to think about what they want to do before they actually do it, because it's not going to be a one week, one month, even one year uh, effort. It's going to be the results are going to be compounded by the effort you put into it. I, I can sp speak more intelligently to to SEO than I can to the other channels, um, but I would imagine there's a lot of the same same that's happening which is you don't put a post up or a video or a piece of content on your website up in a day and make a lot of money. It just, it just doesn't happen. Uh, if you want to do that, then you're going to get frustrated very quickly and maybe this isn't for you. So going into it with the right expectations around, I need to have a minimum amount of effort with a minimum amount of results before I make any amount of money should be the starting point for, uh, for what you're doing. Okay, so let's 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 focus that. You said something about focusing on it from the search angle because, quite frankly, it is almost a knee-jerk reaction for anybody who goes online, even if to go to Google, even if they know the URL, they want to go to Staples. They don't type staples.com into the into the address bar. They type Google yeah. and then they go to Staples. Yeah. So it's all about getting people to find you on Google, right? 
largely that is true. There's other search engines, but Google is the the takes the lion's share. Yeah. Okay. So we uh, we know we know, and I teach there is search engine marketing where yes, I can get traffic to my website as long as I invest a certain amount of money, and and buy my ranking, and then hopefully those people who are looking for what I'm selling, I, I buy, can be near the top and they'll click on my link. But what you specialize in is search engine optimization. You can't buy that ranking, but there's a lot you can do to try to get yourself up to the top. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so the big difference is between SEM, uh, formerly known as PPC, which is the paid search in Google and what I do SEO, is um, with paid search, you put a dollar down today or you define what your budget is for the month. And when you're finished with your budget, uh, then you, you don't show anymore. So if you have a $100 budget and it costs $10 a click, you're going to get clicked on 10 times and then your listing goes away from the top. That's that's the basic basics of it all. With SEO, while you won't be on page one tomorrow, uh, like you can with paid, uh, you need to earn your way to, to visibility essentially. And what that means is there's, I, I use three factors essentially. There's, there's strategy, for SEO, there's the volume of the content you build and there's the time. So the strategy is what you're doing and why you're doing it. The volume is how much of it do we actually need? And the time is a factor of how is Google going to respond to your website for various considerations, including and not limited to the health of your website and the level of competition in the space. So let's, let's do a bit of a deep dive into content. Talk about content from your point of view what is it and how does it help you get found sure yeah well about depending on the report uh from a search engine and this is this may be a little old but i think it's still true um the vast majority of queries online the what you type into the search box they're classified as informational queries which, which means there's, uh, there's three types of queries. Let's just back up for a second. There's three types of queries. There's navigational, which means I wanna to go to a specific website or a specific page on a website. So think Nike or Nike specific product. There is, I wanna buy something, a transactional uh, query, which means buy Nike shoe. So maybe you wanna to go to the Nike site, maybe you wanna to go to Amazon, it depends, but those are the results that are likely to show with that query. And then there is, is Nike a good shoe? a good sneaker. So that's an informational query. So 60-80% of the queries online are informational queries. It's the bulk of the searching online. So what I do is work with companies to understand what are people searching for and how we can build content that maps to those intentions, those informational seeking intentions, largely. And from there, we start to build a body of work and from there, we start to rank, we start to compete, we start to refine the work, and then we can, uh, we'll rank better and get more traffic and people start to convert. So how do you know, how do you, how can you become that mind reader <laughs> to know what people are searching for? Or is it not mind reader? Is technology it, really? It's, yeah, it's more technology, <laughs> less mind reading. There's a, there's a variety of tools out there. Some are free, some are paid. There's a free version of Answer the Public which has a whole bunch of questions in there. You can check it, check it, check it out. There's Google keyword research tool, which typically is tied to paid search, but you can gain access to it with, I think like 30 cents 
a, a day budget, something like that. So it's not necessarily free, but you need to commit some type of budget, but you can still use it. Mm -hmm. There are also third-party paid tools such as Ahrefs or SEMrush, uh, but there's there's it's all about keyword research. So you basically type in your core keyword, uh, um, such as car insurance. I spent a lot long time working in car insurance, so yes, I know. Um, I, I would type in car insurance quite a bit, and what comes out of the tools looks something like this: car insurance, two hundred thousand people search for it every month. Auto insurance, one hundred fifty thousand people search for it every month. Cheap car insurance, twenty thousand people search for it. How to get car insurance, 5,000 people. So you start to understand what people are searching for, uh, which is the starting point, because that's my job is just to see what people are searching for so that I can talk to you, you Neil, my client, and say, if we want to be found for what we sell, we need to use the user's language on our pages. And that is, that's what maps it together. However, the devil is in the details in terms of the detail around the context we wrap around those phrases. That's going to be what's what helps the website gets found, helps tell a story around the keywords, gets people engaged with your brand and helps them pick up the phone, click on the button, whatever they're going to do in terms of that call to action. So how does, so somebody's looking for car insurance, auto insurance, cheap auto insurance, you know, no fault auto insurance, whatever all yep. of it. How do you then take that, we'll call that data, because it is research data and turn that into content that will ultimately drive people, drive, increase your search engine ranking, your SEO ranking. Yeah, so there, there could be a couple ways to do it. One is talking to um, the, sub, the subject matter experts over at the business. So I've talked to a bunch of folks in rating departments, for example, at car insurance companies to understand how rating works a little bit better, better so we can communicate to, that to, to users because they wanna know how does car insurance work? That's a phrase. So you go talk to the people who actually put it together so you can answer those questions well. Another way is to uh, see what everyone else produced out on the web. You know, car insurance has been around for a long time. There's market leaders, there's Geico, Progressive, um, Allstate, for example, right? So co comprehensive insurance is largely going to be the same uh, in terms of being covered on those websites. Also, it's regulated by the state. So they will say things that are being monitored by the respective states. Right. So what they say is true. They're, they're reputable companies being, uh, being held under obligation in compliance with state regulations. So that information is out there, it's true. You can, you can take that and you can start there. Another way is to uh, use that keyword research we were talking about and whether it's uh, answer the public or it's even, you see it in Google search um, or in SEMrush, for example, there's a questions section. You can take very specific questions and see what people want. So I used to work at a car insurance company in New Jersey, and one of the questions that would come up over and over and over again was, why is car insurance so expensive in New Jersey? I don't have a good answer for you, but that question came up quite frequently. So we'd want to address that very specific answer and give it context. So that would be a great insight to lead you to a piece of content. Talk about the factors that if you're targeting car drivers in New Jersey, Correct. you could write an article or create content about the factors that impact the cost of car insurance. 
Correct. Yeah. The reasons why, for example, making it up on the spot, car insurance is so expensive in New Jersey is because there's a lot of people per capita. There's a lot of traffic accidents happen in New Jersey more than they do in Wisconsin. So if you were to move from Wisconsin to New Jersey, you should expect your car insurance to double, et cetera, et cetera. What I like to say about driving in New Jersey, it's the only (laughs) state where you have to turn right to turn left. Yeah. <laughs> so is it possible to have, so can, is there a bare minimum? Is, are there any rules like best practices? Is there a bare minimum of content you need to have? Or is it possible to have too much on the other side, too much content? Uh, so that's a loaded question. There's a lot okay. of detail in there, a lot of detail. So okay. let, let's just, Unpack let's break it, it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let, let's break it down and, and, and see what the most meaningful parts there are. Um, One of the biggest conversations I have with folks is how much content? Well, we need to see what it looks like across the domain. So think about it this way. You want to play a game of basketball. You show up to the court. It's you and um, everyone else who's already at the court. Uh, We'll call everyone else at the court the other team. And you say, I want to play. Well, if they have 10 people already on, uh, on the court and you're one person, you just, there's not enough of you to play the game. So you need to bring the right team to play. So you need to be in the game. And so how that translates is if everyone has a a minimally 100 pieces of content that are ranking for SEO in a specific domain, then the starting point of the conversation is we need at least 100 pieces of content just to be in the game, to start to be able to compete. So you've got to even the field between you and your competitors in terms of content. Right. Those are the table stakes just to be in the game. You, right. you can classify this as me too content, right? right. It's just what we, what's expected of a website in this domain are, is to cover these types of pieces. And that equals, right. we'll say a hundred pieces. But that, but that doesn't, that still doesn't, that allows you to be in the game. That doesn't allow you to get your ranking up at the top, does it? It has very... No. Yeah, yeah. Right. So in, in some ways you're, you're saying... If you say yes to 100, you just said, I am agreeing to the minimum effort to be right. in the game. Okay, right. well then out of 10 teams in the conference, you should expect to be 10th, right? Like at best. Um, so then the conversation is, well, how do we make our content a better version of what we see out there? And, or how do we create our own voice, AKA branding in the space to start to communicate why we are unique in the space because we just don't want to talk about car insurance again we want to talk about it from our perspective rates are rates are always going to be relevant but why are re- why are our rates relevant to talk to you neil when you come to our website for example so so now you're now you're in the game now how now what do you do to make sure that you make it to the finals <laughs> What we want to do is after we agree on- uh, To kill that dead horse analogy, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this hypothetical 100 pages are, are the definition of good. And now we're in the game right. in a strong way, right? Right. So what we, what we want to do is schedule it out. We want to say uh, there's 100 pages we want to produce. We're going to divide it by 12 because that seems like a good cadence in terms of months to produce it. And we're going to produce so many pages every month or we're going to publish right. it on the website. 
Uh, so we want to do the right things over time. When you do the right things over time with whatever you're, you're talking about, you tend to get good results. You also want to monitor along the way because what we did is we took a snapshot in time. We said 100 was good today, but if everyone else is still producing content at the same rate we're producing content, in 12 months, we're going to look back and go, so we need another 100 pages. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. So that could be right, that right. conversation. So you so again you have to you have to constantly stay up with it and stay up with it. Now once you're yeah once you're in the publishing game you are in the publishing game. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, now the things that will ultimately what you know on the back end what are the things that Google will look at and say oh that's important let's increase their ranking what are <laughs> those factors. Yeah, so we, we just got into technical SEO. So I'll, I'll, I'll right. try to keep it at a, at a yeah, appropriate sure. level. Uh, the, 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 the nuts and bolts of it is your, your site needs to be first crawled and then indexed, and then it starts to rank. That, that's the order of operations. And that takes up to six months? Crawling could take a matter of days. For, for new sites, it's going to be different than existing sites. Right. And the reason is the new site has absolutely zero trust with Google. Google wants to understand this website. It doesn't know what it's all about. Um, are they doing the right things? Are they not doing the right things? Are they trying to game the system? There's, there's nothing has been established. Uh, so you need to establish that. And the way you establish that is with time and by doing the right things. If you do the right things over 12 months, you're going to be way ahead and if you had not done the right things over 12 months, for right. example. So if you put, produce terrible content, if you do not give Google access for 12 months, um, you could walk away with the impression that SEO just doesn't work or it doesn't work for me or it doesn't work right. for this website. Well, you're right, partially because of how you did it. Right. But if you did it the right way, what you will start to see is for a new website specifically, around the nine month mark, give or take, it starts to look interesting with, with an underscore of start, right? This, this is the long-term game. If you want results tomorrow, uh, get into paid search. If you're building something for the long-term because of marketing mix or because you can afford to do it or whatever your rationale is, because you wanna be a publisher, oops, uh, then nine months is where it starts to look interesting. Wow. So can, so if I say, Oh yeah, I need traffic right away, and so I pay. You know, I figure out my budget and I start driving money through SEM. Will that have an impact on SEO at all, or is it still the according to Google? Two, they're, two they're, different things. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're church and state. The, uh -huh. the one thing that does carry over is the visibility of the paid. Right. And so if someone finds you, they find you. And if they find you via paid, there, there is a chance they're going to come back and requery in Google with your brand name, for example. Mm, right. If they do that enough times and you have enough interesting content, then you may be able to shorten that, that span of nine months to whatever, seven months, eight months. I don't know what it is, right. but it's not going to be one month. You're, you're, right. you're, you're, you're more um, priming the pump for maybe better gains after nine months than shortening the, the nine month span. And you're, build, you're building a brand. I mean, brand awareness is a really important factor For in sure. how people search and search search behavior. That's why public relations connects to, to search behavior. Advertising connects to search behavior. 
events connect to search behavior, all of that impacts what goes on. Absolutely. Yeah, so one, one thing to keep in mind for folks when they're thinking about paid versus natural searches, uh, paid searches, uh, you know, it's, it's largely a light switch. You yeah. turn it on, you turn it off. Uh, right. And so there's, there's an immediate response and right. you know what you're getting. And, and you course, can you yes. can you can optimize that immediate response because your landing page, because your messaging, whatever it is. Uh, with SEO, um, it's not a light switch. It, it's this very long ramp, which means if you were to stop for argument's sake, the effort um, when you start to see results, you sh you will continue all things being equal to start to see results for some period of time, unless. Google makes a big change unless your competitors start to eat your lunch, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But the point is the value of what is being delivered, I would argue there's more value over time with SEO, but that's also a belief system, I would argue as well. I've seen it um, and, and I've seen it go south as well. Um, right. But um, what is what is true is when you stop your budget with paid, you do not get any more traffic when you stop publishing content for a month or two or three after having a good foothold, you can expect to get good results right. for some period of time. You've built momentum that doesn't, you, that doesn't have friction to slow it down. Correct. Interesting. It's, 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 um, I'm, I'm teaching a class this summer uh, on, on, um, on integrated, the integrated fundamentals of integrated advertising communication and I'm just reviewing the textbook. And one of the things that it says is that integrated advertising communications is a philosophy, it's not a tactic. Mm. And so I think the analogy right there is search, search SEO specifically is, is a philosophy. It's something you have to believe and continually <laughs> do and continually practice like a religion maybe. And the more you do it, the better you'll get at it. Maybe, maybe it's like a sport, <laughs> it's, it's just, like a basketball yeah. game. <laughs> just, it's just like that. Yeah. I mean, so, so when it comes back to students and what do I want to do uh, for a living? How do I want to spend my time? Yeah. Um, I mean, just, just using a sample of one and self-referencing a whole bunch. I, I never intended to get into SEO. It was never my thing. Right. Uh, right. But what I, what I did was I, I, for better or for worse, just followed one interest to the other to the other. Right. Um, so I, I was able to code an HTML. I wrote a web page or two. I designed a right. web page or two. Uh, at some point, I understood what I was doing impacted SEO. I learned what that was. And that that fundamentally changed the course of what I was doing uh, with my time and how I was making money. What's so interesting about SEO is it's, it, you know, we always say the art and science of advertising. I mean, it is truly um, a, a, a discipline, a philosophy where art and science are completely intertwined. Um, yeah, you, yeah. So that's, yeah. so for those of you who want a little bit of, who want a, who want a poo-poo platter of a career, <laughs> that's a great place to go. <laughs> that is, that is true. Yeah, yes. And, yeah. and so because of, the areas that I studied or practice, however you want to call it, right? Um, you know, the, the, the phrase uh, jack of all trades, uh, master of none, right? The way that I think about it is jack of all trades, master of some, because, because right. you, you can't just be good at one and get by right. in this field. Right. And that's, that's going to be true of marketing sure. overall, right? I mean, things sure. have changed uh, during my career. 
yeah. and they're going to continue to change in some ways that we can't anticipate. Right. Right. Well, we have to we have to be reverent to data. We have to be reverent to technology, but we also have to understand that there is, in my opinion, very little way for artificial intelligence or even technology itself to or machine learning to replicate how a human brain puts connections together to, to get to an insight. There is certainly effort. Um, They're trying. Around, <laughs> yeah, around both sides to spit out insight and to spit out good. But are they simply saying, go play in that sandbox? They're not maybe not maybe not giving you that insight, but they're saying, look over there. You know, it's that hot, cold, hot, you know, you're getting your hotter, you're getting hotter. Over there is really hot. That might be a good place for you to look, but to have that human brain turn that really hot spot into an idea that will get people excited. Sure, sure. I, don't know. I mean, I mean, yeah, and, and this is the conversation from, uh, I mean, it's, it's been active for me for as long as I've been in this field, Sure. which is, let, let's just talk about bounce rate. Um, it's 100% on a page. <laughs> Right. Well, that's that's good. Well, that's bad. Well, why did they bounce? Right. Without understanding the why, then there's really no right. reason to apply a judgment sure. to good or bad. Right. Right. Data doesn't give you judgment. Data just it's gives not. you information. For sure. All right. Last question. Most yeah. important question. What is the one piece <laughs> of advice that you need to give our students that they need to walk away after having if they've gone 30 some odd minutes into listening to this <laughs> wonderful, fascinating podcast from my ponytailed friend in San Diego, my surfing dude friend. What's that for advice? anyone who is still listening? <laughs> <laughs> um, you're going to spend a long time doing whatever it is that you're doing. Um, whether you make a million dollars or some fraction of that a year when you're doing it that for me that is way less important than hunkering down and continuing to do the things that you like to do to, to be jazzed about what you do uh and maybe this sounds like like a cliche maybe and, and maybe it's it's a place where you uh, where you end up 20 years after you, when you're in your career i don't know um but there's a lot to be said for enjoying what you do uh so you can go back and do it again so it's a reason to get up every morning and get out of bed. It's a good reason, not a bad reason. Yeah, yeah. So in, enjoy what you do. Figure out the best way that it serves you, whether it's working for a company, whether it's being a consultant, whether it's having your own agency, whatever it is, um, you know, start with, I like to do this thing and, and, then, and then do it. And, and if, you don't, if you don't, then change your mind and do something else, but you never know until you start. Most people change careers at least three times within their working lifespan. So how many, have you, how, many, how many times have you changed? Uh, it, it's, it's been more than <laughs> three <a> times. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And it got narrower, uh, the, you know, uh, lately, the, the last 10 years, let's say, it's, it's gotten narrower. But in my, in my 20s, it was a little all over the place, yeah. it, sort of intentionally too. Because right. I had to find out. I had to find out what I liked and I had to get experience and sure. that worked. Sure. Nick, thank you for your time. Thank you, Neil. You're the best. I gotcha. Bye. Bye. This has been Conversations with the Creators, sponsored by St. John's University's Graduate Program in Integrated Advertising Communications. Special thanks to all who helped put together this podcast 
including Professor Audrey Siegel Mavora, Kevin James, Professor Edrix Fontanilla, and our producer, Lucy Aquaro. Keep on ideating.